2: Hello oh, and welcome to Table Manners. I'm Jessie Ware and I'm here with my mum in Clapham and we're about to Zoom. A very, very special guest. I'm too tired to do this intro, you take over mum. Right, well I am super excited
3: and the key to our special guest is a sssss, or snake, or shall I say serpent. Or sassy. Sassy, sassy. Serial killer. Serial killer, yeah
2: serpent do you think everyone will get it yes i think so because okay. if they've clicked on the thing it says who it is so yes i think okay. so i think they've Fine. got it we've got jenna coleman on i've just had a malteser i forgot how good maltesers were i think it's still christmas jesus they're bloody good i bought them for that cake and i didn't use any but i'll make the cake this weekend so if you haven't seen the bbc series the serpent why not because it is brilliant you can watch it all on iPlayer. I think it's still on kind of weekly, but you I'm can... I'm watching
3: it weekly. So why I why are you doing four. that? Because my life is so f- boring, I'm trying to space it
2: out. Okay. Yeah, well, I've watched all actually. of it and it's bloody good. Jenna Coleman is brilliant. I've been lucky enough to share a meal with her or two. Why? Well, we uh, sometimes she... meet up in Paris at fashion shows um, when we're going to Moo Moo and... Um, and I love Jenna because she's so bloody normal and brings her best mate. I think who she was in Emmerdale with. I think her name was Sally. I need to remember this. And she came along with her mate and she's so gorgeous and so demure and looks fantastic. Is ever. she as beautiful as she looks on TV? Absolutely. And she's so petite. She's just fantastic. Anyway, and we had dinner together and I really loved her and her mate. And I remember we were at the party after, and it had been this big all-star. It was a cruise show. And it was the one where I was six weeks pregnant and I was in a very lovely Miu Miu outfit, but the kind of the bloat had started, but also our chauffeur had taken us to the terrible traffic. So me being like, I can't miss this show. Miu Miu have sent, like brought me and Sam to Paris. We tried to get on the subway, realized we didn't have any money on us, but we only had our phones and it's a nightmare. And so we managed to get those um, bikes, those like, not Boris bikes, but like the equivalent. And we were Boris, cycling yeah. and there'd been, um, Gay Pride had been that day. And we were cycling and when I got to the show, I was sweating so much. It was like, not what you want when you wanna like be photographed on the step and repeat in your lovely mumu. So I was pegging it down, I don't know which ever famous road it was, on this bike with Sam, with stilettos on and a velvet dress. <laughs> And I remember Lily Collins was there and she saw me and I honestly, I had, the sweat was just dripping. And if you look at the picture, you can see a certain type of glow and it wouldn't stop. And the show was starting, and I was like, "We're coming, we're coming, we're coming!" I think everyone and Mimu thought I was so mad, but appreciated the effort that we'd gone to to try and get to the show on time. But well, we, Sam
3: wasn't sweating, darling. No, Sam
2: looked fabulous and What's great. What's his and resting pulse rate, darling? It's like fifty or something. <laughs> and Lily Collins just looked at me, and she was because we were sitting next to each other, and obviously she could feel the heat and see the sweat, and she just looked at me and she went, "You rock." And I thought, thanks, <laughs> Lily. Thanks, Lil. And and, um, sweat. and then Jenna and I, like, we all hung out after and we had a little dance and it was really, really nice. And um, we kind of stuck together, the kind of brick crew. I'd like to think that, you know, Naomi Campbell wanted to hang out with us. She didn't, but that's okay. But I do love Jenna. She's brilliant. But yeah, that Mew Mew story. And uh, you know what? Come to think of heaven, I've never been invited back.
3: It's strange that, darling.
2: It was quite a vision. Um, but anyway... Jenna Coleman coming up. I mean, The Serpent's been a huge hit. It was exactly what everyone needed. Post-Christmas, everyone's miserable, needed a thriller. She was opposite the guy from The Prophet. Oh, he's fabulous. Taha Rahim. And he is amazing as her kind of Clyde to her Bonnie. Um, But yeah, Jenna is coming on in a minute. I know she really wanted to do this in person. We were going to send her. Lenny's chicken soup we're getting stickers done this is something that my mum uh, Chris Jenner has decided to do that she wants stickers I don't know what are they going to say on them table just manners. table
3: manners well, I'm sorry and it's not an issue but I thought table manners with Jessie Ware when you're not cooking it was like <gasps> okay so I, I just said can we just have table manners like the cookbook so we could have table manners. Look at her, just trying to like table manners push this me t- out little by little. <laughs> darling, you'll never be pushed out. Table manners, the soup. Neither suit. will you. Could we have table, <laughs> table manners, <is> the soup? <laughs> and I would like a little leopard skin edge.
2: No. Did you see,
3: the- darling, did you see our review in The Independent? No, what, what? It said, it is the best, most homely cookbook. It cheers you up all winter. It's on one of the top 10 cookbooks. And it said, and who can resist... The inside cover is leopard. Shut up! Yeah. I didn't want that leopard yeah. print. Yeah. Shut up! I thought it was it. chiclet. Well, I'm sorry. Here, I'm going to show you. Nothing position. wrong with chiclet.
2: But when you're doing a cookbook, so you says, don't. it says,
3: following on from the immense success of their Table Manners podcast, Mother Daughter Duo, you notice Mother Comes First, Jessie, also famous for her award-winning music career, oh, and I Lenny do. have wow, they the into the world of, of cookbooks. The turkey meatballs are a Friday evening favourite in our home. Need another reason to invest? It has leopard print inside cover. Hold on, who wrote this? It's The Independent. Who is this person? I love
2: her. Sophie Sophie Gallagher. Gallagher. We
3: love you, Sophie. And I'll send my chicken soup next
2: for Friday night. Chicken soup with anywhere with the sticker. Um, No, thank you so much, Sophie Gallagher. That's really nice. Oh, someone's here.
3: Jenna, I'm Lenny. I'm Jessie's mum. Hi, Lenny. And I'm really the star of this show, darling. And I do all the chicken soup, which you would have had if you'd come round. I know.
1: Jessie and told I'm me so that. Sorry. I know. But do you know what? I had chicken soup tonight and I thought of you. Did you? I did. did you make it? No. <laughs> <laughs> One of those Delsford ones. No. Now, Jenna,
3: I thought you'd be speaking French with a French accent.
1: Salut! No, no. Black I'm afraid.
2: <laughs> well, I want to know about this French accent. It was Trebian. Yeah. Thanks. Did you do A-level French? Are you actually French? I need to know all these things, Jenna. No.
1: The last French lesson I had, I was seven. Um, you know, like in, literally <laughs> in primary school, and I, I remember, like, un monsieur. Literally, <laughs> that's kind of how I began. And um, I know I did Spanish. I did Spanish. But, like, was that quite hard
2: for the serpent then to do the French? Because not only did you have to speak with a French accent, you had to speak in French.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was, pretty, it was pretty terrifying, to be honest. And really, I mean, you know, it's one of those things. When I read the script, I was like, there's just no way I can't do it. And I'm also such a big fan of Tahar as well. And... But it's like, but it's half, it's half French, but not just French, French Canadian. And um, there was only a space of kind of a few weeks and scripts were still being um, tightened. And I mean, my first day on set, like the whole crew um, were Thai and all the actors I work with are actually French. And I just landed in Bangkok and I was like, what am I doing? (laughs) What is going on?
2: Did it feel really nerve wracking then? Did it feel kind of like you were naked on stage and you just had to work it out and get through it?
1: Yeah, I think it's that thing of, I mean, I had like a few weeks, a few weeks with the language and also because you're speaking with um, French actors as well um, and not just playing um, an English character who can speak French, actually playing a character who is French with French actors and in very like a very specific accent. So, yeah, it was pretty, you know, I think think once I got past the first few weeks and then me and Tahar could really, it's really interesting because you find... There came a point where actually the language, it didn't interrupt. It was long as me and Tahar, like we had our connection and our way of working that, um, it was fine but yeah it was pretty it was pretty it was pretty crazy
3: was it harrowing to play the part because I find it I I can only I've not binged I've watched it each week which oh, is like terribly old-fashioned yeah my
1: mom's done it's a
3: bit old-fashioned but I kind of it's kind of full-on as well and it's kind of a bit scary yeah, it's and really I wanted chilling. I wanted to save it savor it as well but it's such a, a powerful... I mean, was it hard to make? Because it's so powerful to watch you being such a vile human and being so under his spell, in a way, but also vile in your own way for not stopping it.
1: What's so funny is, I mean, I think because I was also... Like, in her head, I think she thinks she's good. Like, she thinks... Like, I think she's she's living this completely deluded lifestyle, but also... You know, I mean, this was this job was the job we all call it the serpent curse. I mean, so many things went wrong in the filming of it. So there was this whole other element that came into it. Like what? I mean, it began, I mean, there was there was so much the shoot was supposed to take four months and it then took 13. So obviously we got to know each other all really, really well. So it's so weird for me now, and I see people are like freaked out or scared by Tahar because he could not be more opposite to that character.
2: So scary. Yeah. Why did it take so long? Was it because of COVID? Um, yeah, to do with loads
1: of things. I mean, um, our director, what he calls it, like the making of um, Michelangelo, the Sistine Chapel, because <laughs> they were trying to make it for like years and years and years. And like we began, but it was like the monsoon season. So it was Can House where we shot everything there first. So we'd be doing kind of all those party scenes. And within, like two minutes, you get like downpour, monsoon, rain, everybody run inside, have to quickly shoot something else, where's the monkey, let's shoot the monkey. And also like the Bangkok market scenes and things like that, we're just kind of rocking up and we're in all the real life of Bangkok there and shooting and um, I mean, there was so much. And then Tahar went to shoot another film, because we we were going over. So he arrived back bald and really, really skinny. And he, I just remember, he looked at me and he was like, okay, this is it, right? Nothing else is like, we're gonna... And then suddenly, you know, we watched the news and it was like coronavirus and borders and Paris might be beginning to shut. And so we had four days left to shoot in, in Bangkok. And then it was we got our call sheets and then it was like, actually you're flying home so then we had four days left of there a shoot in budapest got flown home sat tight for like five six months and then in august we went to finish it but we finished it in all places in tring in Hertfordshire.
2: what which bits were which bits were done in tring bombay Paris. shut up Karachi, Shut up You're killing me. So you never went, you never went to India? No,
1: we went to (gasps) Tring.
3: She must have gone to Kathmandu. Didn't you go to Kathmandu? No, it was all Bangkok.
1: It was all like Bangkok, Thailand, and then Tring, Hertfordshire. That is hysterical.
2: Were you supposed to go to Bombay?
1: No, no, we were going to go to Paris at one point and then Budapest. This is for like the later bit that you you might not have seen yet. Um, But yeah, it was all, yeah, it was all Thailand.
2: It was so brilliant. We loved it. And, and uh, well, I guess let's start with talking about food in Thailand. I bet you ate amazingly.
1: Yeah, the food was so good. And as well, like people take such pride, like, you know, at lunch and as well, we got brought like coconuts at lunchtime and things like that. Yeah, the food was incredible, like fresh papaya. And I mean, the spicy food as well, really, really spicy. A lot of, um, like chilli, chicken, basil mixes, those kind of things.
3: Jenna, where were you brought up?
1: I was brought up in,
2: in Blackpool.
3: Oh, good old Jessie's favourite place on earth. I do love it.
2: Is it actually? Well, we used to go for my grandma and where would we stay, mum? What was the it, the Savoy. Ritz? No the Savoy. No, wasn't it the Ritz? I don't the know. It definitely the wasn't the Ritz, but it was, um, yeah, and we'd go. It was the was s- it the Imperial? The Imperial. Or was it the yeah.
3: Imperial? Yeah, when my mum wrote a complaint about how overboiled the vegetables were.
2: And it was like so hot because it was all full of like old people playing bridge. So they like turned all the heating up. So you would just kind of be there walking through like just kind of dehydrated. But no, I loved it. And um, I mean, I I loved Blackpool. It was kind of our special place The illuminations,
3: taking the children to the illuminations and on the beach with donkeys who were always called Popeye for some
2: reason. Popeye. But what was it like growing up in Blackpool? You know, it's kind of this tourist destination. Mm -hmm. It's quite rainy a lot of the time, I presume.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's pretty raucous. Was it? Yeah. But also, I don't. I I guess I never knew it was quite a unique place in a way. Like I grew up, my best friend owned um, a rock factory. A rock factory? So like at weekends. we used to just hang out in the rock factory and I remember there was like the rude rock room which we weren't allowed in where they made like you know rock into rock willies rock willies yeah <laughs> the rock willie room which was like barred from and massive tubs of sweets that you could actually get in and hide <gasps> like oh you know things God. like that so it's just yeah like a big play a big very bright kind of play area I guess like a big playground.
2: And what was it like growing up? What was on the dinner table? Who was cooking it? And who was eating around that table? I
1: discussed this with my mum today. I was like, mum, I need to talk about you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so dinner table at home. I mean, obviously, the big thing was Sunday roasts with the family, like my gran would usually cook and it'd be like aunties, cousins, like all of us round for every Sunday. But I was a terrible eater. I was a really, really bad eater when I was growing up. So I, I went through a phase where uh, all I would eat was cream cheese sandwiches and Heinz tomato soup, if if my mum was lucky.
2: Oh, and hold on, when did this end? I think
1: I must have been, I mean, like probably like teenage or something like that. I mean, I must have been like mm, seven, eight, nine, something like that. Yeah, I was a really bad eater. I just was not
2: interested in food. I just wanted to play. And did and and was your mum a good cook?
1: Yeah, like we used to have a lot of things like cottage pie. I mean, do you remember those things, like alphabet bites and and things like that? But I again alphabet bites and I was just not interested for a good while growing up. Like to the point where my mum would like have to sit there and be like, "You have to eat your dinner." And apparently, when she snuck away, this is really bad. I used to go and hide my sandwiches in a vase
2: in the house. Oh, that's awful. Oh, God. Poor it's woman. So I could go and play. So you just wanted to play the whole time? Were you quite hyperactive? No, not really. You just wanted to play. You just wanted to play and like do, I mean, that sounds like my Have daughter, you got brothers honest. and sisters? Yeah,
1: I've got an older brother. So I was quite a bit, like I went through a phase of being a little bit more tomboyish because I think I just wanted to be like him and like play with him. But yeah, food. I'd say for a, a couple of years food was really, really tricky and I just wouldn't move from, you know, anything other than really simple stuff until I was a bit older. And can you cook now?
2: Yeah, I love cooking. And so like what would be something that you would be doing for friends, say post-COVID, you're allowed to have some friends over for a dinner party. What would be your go-to?
1: Probably from Thailand, actually. I got really, and in lockdown, I got really into curries and like Thai green curry in particular, but like slow cooker, like a lot of slow cooker food. And things like that. That's kind of become my
2: lockdown vibe. So I have a bit of a story about my slow cooker. (laughs) I thought I was using my slow cooker because you know, slow cooking—it always tastes better, right? And I just thought it was kind of not doing the job that it was supposed to do. And so I googled the like to look for the instructions on online. I realised I'd been using a rice cooker for like a month that I thought was a slow cooker. I'd managed to do dolls in there. I'd managed to do soups and Hunter's chicken. And I was currently roast... Well, I was trying to slow cook a whole chicken. I was like, it kind of... It worked, but I need to know which slow cooker have you have. Have a and, slow cooker? I don't think I do. I think oh, I've just got a rice i to get you cooker. one
3: because Wilco have got them on offer.
2: Okay, but... I'll get you one. But, but, but do you use yours quite religiously? And what is something that you're... Is it one of those things that you'll just like you'll leave it overnight or you'll do something in the morning and it will just taste like heaven by the end of the day?
1: Yeah, I'll do it in the day. Like I'll do it in the day. And again, only during lockdown, really. You've got me really paranoid. I think I might have
2: a rice cooker. What's the difference? (laughs) No, 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 (laughs) no, no, babe. Mine, mine is a rice cooker. Like mine, mine kept on like clicking off. And I was like, it's really weird. And all the like water's evaporating. And I was like, the whole point is that it's supposed to like cook within its juices and and. And it was because it had a little hole because that was the rice supposed to be, you know, cooking. So, yeah, no, you're definitely not a rice cooker. Which one do you have though? Is it good? Should I get it? Sage. Oh, sage. Sage risotto.
1: So that's why I'm like, is it a rice cooker? <laughs> Sage risotto.
2: Oh, yeah. There would be a clue in that. Maybe, maybe it's a risotto cooker. Yeah. I
1: don't know. Maybe I've been doing it wrong all this time. I'm like, it
2: tastes delicious, but clearly my food tastes aren't up there. <laughs> so, so, OK, it would, it would be like a Thai curry. That's what it would be. Fine. And then can we ask you what your last supper would be? Oh, this is such a big question. I know, I'm sorry. I listened to Elizabeth
1: Olsen's episode and I was like, and all my friends who are such fans of this podcast in particular, they were like, have you got your answer ready? You know, so the pressure (laughs) on this. Oh my God, babe. And also the thing is for me, what I realised, so I've got got, um, a gluten allergy. So there's so much stuff that I can't eat. So I realised if it's my last ever meal, I could probably eat all of those things that I can't eat now. So then I went through a whole, like, you know, like croissants, like pizzas in Italy, pasta, you know, like all of those, a beer in in Mexico. Can you not
3: eat any of those things? Oh my God, you can't eat pizza and
1: pasta. When did you get diagnosed with being gluten intolerant? About five years ago now.
2: Is it a bugger?
1: I'm just so, I'm so used to it. But to begin with, yeah, because it was just being that person in the restaurant that can't go you know yeah or, or like just you know be walking down the street and get a pizza takeaway or it's, it's amazing how much it really changes your life because you can't be carefree in that way yeah or you know like beer I don't even like beer but I'd love to just be able to have one so is okay go
2: starter okay. Me, you could do a whole day Anthony Anthony from Queer Eye did a whole day babe and then that kind of incorporated all the things that he, he started. I don't know. Did he start with bagels somewhere in New York? I don't Something. know. But you could do a whole day if you want, if you've got a whole range of things. Oh, it's just going, the going to be world a load of, of carbohydrates. <laughs> it's going to be a load of croissants. Yeah, basically. Yeah. So croissant
1: to start with in the morning. Actually, no. If it was the morning, egg and soldiers.
3: Oh, I love them. There is nothing better.
1: Do You have Marmite on your toast. Gluten, so it's like. But I would oh, have. yeast, darling, in Marmite. Marmite has of gluten it is. in it. It's yeast.
3: Oh, for fuck's sake! Are you can't. Yeah, so. <laughs> uh, sorry, darling. Okay,
2: so so egg and you're gonna go egg and soldiers for the. Breakfast. starter or breakfast are we are we doing a whole day yeah Jenna? we are darling we're letting her Oh have we pushed you into doing a whole day I'm not prepped for a whole day i've not had a good uh... oh my <laughs> no, god All right. <laughs> joking, <laughs> joking. Just...
1: <laughs> followed by okay flat white obviously coffee i mean i'm a massive coffee addict it's it's a, quite a big addiction of mine are
3: you a coffee snob no, like my son and Jesse's husband are coffee snobs. No,
2: we just got very into oh, uh, drip rubbish. coffee during lockdown. Yeah, and it t- by the time it drips through, it's freezing it, yeah, cold. Yeah, it is quite cold it's by horrible. the time it's dripped. Yeah. and it's very strong. Um, but okay, so flat white. What coffee do you get? I really
1: like. Um, oh, what's that shop called? M-m-m-m-m-m-m-m-m- begins with M. Monmouth. Monmouth. I love Monmouth coffee.
2: Okay, so you're going to make your flat white, or you're going to go and get your flat white from Monmouth. Fine. So you're starting with a coffee.
1: Starting with a coffee. I mean, yep. I usually start my day with two coffees, followed by I do Egg and Soldiers, Marmite because it's my last day and I can have it. Lunch. So there's this pizza place in Stoke Newington that I've never been able to try, and apparently it's the only place out of Naples that it's this famous pizza and it's, they've opened up their other shop in Stoke Newington, which is kind of weird. But apparently it's the
2: best pizza. Is it the one that's like blue and white? And yes. And it's very simple and it's on Church Street? Yep. It's so good. And you get a pizza in like one minute because they cook them so quickly, which is music to my ears when I've got two children in there kind of demanding pizza. It's bloody good. I love that you're we've never had somebody that's going for a meal that they've never had before. So I like this. You're trying a restaurant that you've never had before, but you believe in the restaurant so much and the pizza. It yeah. is bloody good.
1: Yeah, I walk past there and I'm like, oh, I look in the window would they not do a gluten-free one no but maybe if they listen to this podcast they will maybe we'll there must have a be little some
2: gluten-free pizza somewhere. yeah but a gluten-free pizza is hard to do good isn't why? it why it just is i remember having like, i mean have you ever had a good gluten-free pizza um there is actually one on one called like zia lucia
1: they do a really good gluten-free pizza or actually have you ever tried um there's one wild food cafe
2: no where's that
1: that's in Islington as well, and it's like that's like plant based, but they do do a really good like proper like tomatoy
2: garlicky pizza oh that sounds nice okay are you still north London? yeah,
1: but right now I'm in the Cotswolds right now, so this is why there was the bt thing oh I could see
3: the stone behind you yeah yeah yeah
1: not in London like at the, the moment Cotswold stone there's loads of the food is good the food is like you know like little farm shops and like fresh veggies and yeah i found like all the little local the local places like fresh produce
2: oh so the place in stokey is called Vicoli coli napoli and i can vouch for it. it is really good pizza and very very quick and they're very friendly there and actually their tiramisu is amazing too okay so we've gone on to lunch you're having the pizza any sides with that any drink of choice
1: sides um Fresh, like fresh tomato salad from literally from Italy, like Italian tomatoes in the summer with basil and just olive oil, like really plain. You
2: just don't need anything else. And then what's your pudding? She having pudding at lunchtime as well? The greedy thing. Oh no, I don't know. Maybe she. has... Oh no, you're having dinner. I don't know. Yeah, I feel like we've. Dinner. I feel like we've derailed her and her meal. <laughs> was Was there anything that was going to be in here, Jenna, that you haven't said? No, this is quite good because all of my
1: musings have been like, uh, you know, I was like, do you do the pizza? Do you do the? So it's great you've given me an option to get, like get them all in on on my last day.
2: <laughs> so so okay so and then uh, and dinner? Are you doing? Or are you going to go straight for pud? So dinner, I was even toying with Egg and Soldiers as a starter, but I've had them
1: for breakfast now, so that's fine.
2: Okay, but fine. that was a that's consideration
1: great. to begin with. There was this beautiful... Me and my mum went to France last year, and we had this starter, which was like um, raw, raw salmon, but with avocado mousse, and had that every single day, really fresh. Um, that would be my starter.
3: Like a salmon tartare.
1: Yes, like a salmon tatar, but no red onion or anything like that.
2: Okay. Was it from a restaurant that you were going then, you and your mum?
1: No, this hotel, and me and my mum went, and just every single day, like, for lunch, it was one of those things that you just had to keep reordering. Oh, I love that. Like, we couldn't change each order. But are you
2: quite a creature of habit then? Once you love something, is it, like, you'll repeat and you'll repeat and you'll repeat? Or are you quite, are you more adventurous now with food?
1: Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, are we talking, like, moving on from the hind soup and then... <laughs> The Lee sandwiches. I've definitely like become. No, yeah.
2: I, I feel like I feel like we've <laughs> made leaps and bounds. Yeah,
1: I guess I'm definitely. Like, I've only recently, more recently, got into more Indian food. Um, one of my favourite restaurants is Perilla as well, another like Stoke Newington
2: place. It's amazing. Newington Green, it's such an yeah. exciting restaurant. I think they're doing Perilla at home, actually. Yeah, I've and seen like, that. I saw it and it looked beautiful. It's cold by the time it got, a ton. It got to South it London. Well, yeah, I don't think I'd be able to get it, but luckily yeah. for North East London people, they will be able they'll be fine um so then there's there's this salmon raw salmon avocado mousse that you and your mom used to have in this hotel mm-hmm. and that's the starter or is that the main
1: that's the starter and actually okay. let's throw in the seaweed homemade bread that they have at, um perilla fine because i can We're have that. that it's the most delicious bread um and then seaweed bread yeah it's insane how gorgeous but mains i just don't steak chimichurri fries garlic spinach oh yeah last supper
2: where do you go where do you go for your steak in london it depends um like ginger pig or oh okay so you'll cook it yourself you're like quite confident with how because i never trust myself with i always either underdo it or overdo it and then it's just yeah it's rubbish i'll cook steak for you darling thank you mum um so oh so you go and you'll get it from the butcher and you'll do it yourself yeah but
1: I'm also I'm quite like I'm a haphazard cooker like I'm not very good at timings my timings are always way off and I'm not very patient so I'm like I'm quite like mad dash and like you know that that all I'll overcook or I'll undercook but yeah timings are not like my forte let's say
2: i think it's because you're a creative jenna that's
0: what that it's, what it's yeah, absolutely
2: <laughs> it's because you're a creative you're just thinking about so many different things and it's creating so that's your main i think that's a really good main and how would you have your steak medium rare okay great perfect um and then pudding
1: are you a sweet person again it's not not massively not hugely because i get it's like cakes and things like that not always the easiest but in lockdown so this is a Hemsley and Hemsley recipe um my little five-year-old niece made these things called they're in, in her book called happiness happiness balls and my little niece made them for me but she's renamed them because she got it wrong renamed them joy balls so it Joy became, balls. it became like all through Christmas, it was like, right, you know, everyone's kind of getting really bleak and like really down with COVID. It's like, right, who wants the Joy Balls? Everyone needs a bit of Joy Balls right now.
2: Oh, sweet.
1: And actually, the re- like, it's really good recipes like, it's delicious, like really rich, like proper, like, um, like coconut oil and cacao and almond butter, like really, like, you can't have a lot of them, but
2: yeah. So you'd have your niece's Joy ball. I'd
1: have my niece's Joy Ball, yep. That's so sweet. I love that. And,
2: and then, yeah, did we talk about drink of choice? What was your alcoholic drink of choice?
1: Tequila. Ooh. Margarita. Nice. I love a yep. cocktail. I love them.
3: Can you make good margaritas? I think it's quite a talent.
1: That's probably my finest cooking. Huh. I can make a good, because I put like um, cayenne Salt? pepper in oh, and salt pepper. I like I like it when they're spicy yeah
2: oh a little picante I've never ever heard of that oh yeah it's cayenne like... pepper in your margarita oh I mean there's this whole and I don't know Jenna whether yours came from like the Soho house picante or not maybe you were like before this but it became a bit of a kind of <laughs> online meme thing where Soho house do this particular margarita called a picante which is really quite delicious and it's agave and and it's got it's got a chili it hasn't got K and, K and pepper in it it's got like a chopped chilli and it's really spicy and delicious and i got so rocked on them in uh, um during lockdown one night and and they tasted so good but the hangover was so sensationally bad i've not done them again but i like the idea of K and pepper it's actually also easier isn't it
1: yeah yeah i love i've just become quite addicted to like spicy cocktails and also with iced like ice it and in, in a like a nutri bullet. Um, with like chopped ice too.
2: And what tequila would you recommend using for your margarita?
1: It's quite new to me, tequila, only in like the last year. I used to absolutely hate it, I couldn't touch it. But now there's this one called Casa Amigos, which is really nice. Is that owned by like, is it? Is it George Clooney? Yes, bloody George Clooney, I nearly tequila. said George Clooney. Do you know yeah, what? I thought that. I nearly said George Clooney too. But then I was like, no, 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 that's Nespresso. Do
3: you not drink wine, Gemma, being the French, you know, person that we think you are? Or I think you are.
1: Un petit peu. If I do rosé more.
3: Yeah, I love rosé. I just,
1: I find... I get so, I feel so hung over just off, like, a, one glass of red. Oh, you'd be a cheap date then, wouldn't you?
2: <laughs> no, but you haven't seen her on the tequilas, Mum. I like red in cooking. In the slow cooker, red is perfect, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, love red wine in cooking. Or, yeah, but very, very occasionally. But, yeah, I'm not like a, I'm not a massive wine drinker. So, you're, not, you're going
3: to drink margaritas with your steak and chips? I think
2: that's really sassy.
3: Do you I like it. Yeah. But you yeah. couldn't have that every night, could you? She's going somewhere we okay, don't know where sorry. but she's going to all a higher right. place so
2: okay. it doesn't matter does it we're not going to talk about that right now it's a bit morbid well, you um, don't
3: drink every night then
2: oh no 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 not at all
3: no
1: no don't drink no not margaritas every night not
2: like arlen who would be having cosmos no i've been so good
1: i've not drunk all week
3: <laughs>
0: Let's get this dinner party started.
2: So, I wanted to know when you were doing the cry, which was horrendous to watch—like <laughs> horrendous. Uh, it was the most. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I just. I mean, you were very good in it, and it was it was really well done. But oh, Jesus, that was a horrible story, and it was. Um, but you you filmed in Australia, right? yeah did you eat amazingly there because I've always well I've been there once and I ate such great food there was it was it brilliant and where were you based
1: so yeah I was based in Melbourne um which is like foodie central
2: yeah haven
1: and also we were doing like a lot of what you call split days so it meant you could have like a lot of your mornings free and um Everything Melbourne is about and what is so good for is brunches. Melbourne brunches are, like, off the charts. Insane. Like, so creative.
2: What's in it?
1: Like, all sorts of things. Kind of like a lot of, um, you know, like, food bowls with, like, quinoa, bacon. But then really, like, or dates thrown in with nuts or tender stem broccoli, feta. You know, it's like all of these mixtures, but brunch over there is such a big deal yeah I loved it you could never you could almost do like a different brunch place every day and there was this one tiny place called um Napier Quarter which was almost like it was the tiniest little restaurant you've ever seen there was a lot of like you know just on little corners like tiny little almost like restaurant bars um great wine there Mm. actually that you could just sit outside and um just really inventive menus and all really low-key as well.
2: I feel like, I mean, apart from Tring, I feel like you get quite good gigs yeah, in does. different places. Like, I feel she, like you're doing all right. Do she a you? for a while. You, then, yeah, I yeah. do. I mean, I, you deserve it, Jenny. You're brilliant. You're becoming this kind of well, national... she was in tr- the TARDIS as well. She went everywhere <laughs> there. <laughs> um, but, but what's next for you? Like, you know, you're in Cotswolds, you're kind of hunkering down, as you say, but what's next? Have you got things that are in production pre-production
1: I no, I begin I actually begin filming in in I begin filming in February this is really bad because I I am NDA'd and I'm the worst like I'm (laughs) the worst at keeping secrets so it's something you can't
2: talk about I'm good at keeping other people's secrets
1: yeah something I can't talk about starts in February and then a like an indie film in March great but nowhere particularly exotic oh poor thing but that's
3: okay (laughs) That's fine. Just think of all those COVID tests, though, if you're starting filming.
1: Yeah, I mean, we did it for The Serpent. How how many times a week? What's funny is it just becomes part of, like, um, getting into costume. Yeah. So it's like the daily, you know, hair, makeup, costume, quick COVID test set.
2: Speaking of costumes, did you get to keep any of your fantastic costumes? Outfits, yeah.
1: I've really messed up here because Tahar... Like, all of his suits were, like, tailored and all the flares. And so he took, like, everything home with him. He took his, like, like tailored shirts, glasses, because it was all, like, so much of the costumes was made um, there in the workshops. And um, I managed to come home with a pencil sharpener. <laughs> for 1970s yeah, pencil no. sharpener from Canet House. And also, like a tie, like a tie, like statue that I stole from the set, but left all of my costume and didn't didn't bring a single thing.
3: What happened to the radio? That little red radio. I oh, should have taken
2: the radio. I don't know who got that.
1: Actually,
3: love that radio. Was it a bit of a
2: bum fight? Everyone was like, "I'm taking, I'm taking the what's it? The powder. I'm taking that. I'm taking the radio. I'm taking the <laughs> take the passports."
1: no nobody wanted anything actually everyone was like what are you doing I was like oh I don't know I just like to keep a memento you know as we were like finishing on set they were like yeah take the pencil sharpener if you want it <laughs> it's yours um but I didn't I feel like it's like wearing school uniform sometimes to me like your costumes like it's a bit like school uniform or something
3: When you were in Thailand, did you sing karaoke ever, or go to any karaoke places?
1: Is is karaoke? I think they do that in
3: Asia, though, darling.
2: Okay.
1: I think I was a bit scarred in my early years from karaoke, because the last time I did it, I was twelve, and I was in Ibiza on holiday with my family. And they were, like, um, doing, you know, at the local kind of um, hotel, like, you can come up and do karaoke. And I made a friend there. And um, they were like, you go up and do a song together. And I was like, okay, okay, okay. So we went up to do the song together, and we did Wake Me Up Before You Go-Go. Oh, what a great, great and song. And I just remember the bit where they go, you want to hit that high.
2: <laughs> and you didn't hit that high.
1: It turns out the person I was singing with, age 12 was Charlotte Church. Oh, my God. <laughs> Pre-record deal. And she actually really could hit that high. That's amazing. Did she hit the high? She hit that high. And I think I just stood there with the microphone, with my mouth wide open, as this 12-year-old operatic singer. And um, and then we sang New York, New York together, and I have never done karaoke ever
2: since. Oh, my God. This is hysterical. <laughs> Did you introduce a cheeky vimpto, to charlotte church on that ibiza holiday
1: no god i forgot about cheeky Vimtos. no i didn't i mean we were literally yeah we were like we must have been aged like 11 12
3: do you have good table manners jenna uh
1: yes i think so i'm saying that for my mum. <laughs> um yeah i'd say so i'd say so my mum's going to be mortified about the vase story so i need to give her something okay i was brought up with very good table manners <laughs>
3: And what's the table manner you hate in, in other people, the bad table manner that you hate?
1: Oh, I hate it when people clear up before anybody else is finished.
2: So do I. Yeah. Um, Jenna Coleman, it's been such a pleasure to chat to you and um to hear all about the inside info on The Serpent. And um, thank you so much for being on this. We're going to have to get you round for proper chicken soup, Lenny's chicken soup. Definitely. L- look after yourself and good luck with this, Ex- very very secret operation that's happening in February that I'm about to ask you what's what it is um, but no ha- really good luck it's such a pleasure watching you on our screens and um, just so so thrilled for you gorgeous and, and you're just brilliant and we loved having you on so thank you so much and thank you for taking the time to do this when you are in the countryside with really shit Wi Fi. <laughs> yeah.
1: There's a storm brewing, I think, right now. Um, thank you. I- I'd love to come over for a proper dinner and that chicken soup. Do, do.
2: do. Well, I'm going to have to
3: work on gluten free matzo balls. Oh my God. That mm-hmm. is a worry. Imagine.
2: This could be like inventing electricity. Yeah. I think I'm going to have to do that, darling. Okay. Um, Jenna Coleman on Tableman's. Thanks, love. Thank you. Jenna Coleman, just love her. She's so gorgeous lovely,
3: girl, gorgeous.
2: We would have had loads of fun together with I a margarita, a spicy but margarita. I'm glad I didn't
3: send her a bloody matzo ball. I might have killed
2: her. <laughs> oh, look I'm free. Imagine <laughs> that would have been terrible. That was, that was a close shave, actually, Mum. Yeah. Thank God. Um, Jenna Coleman, if you haven't watched the have serpent, if you haven't watched the serpent, have a look. It's brilliant. Uh, she has such chemistry with the co-star Tahar, and um, and if you haven't seen Tahar and anything, you should see the film A Prophet. It's amazing. Loved her. Loved her day of food. Mum's um, looking for gluten-free matzo meal as we speak. Yeah. Is there any?
3: I don't know. I'm going to have to up my game. Oh, God.
2: Good luck. Get it sent in from America. Do you think there must be gluten-free matzo meal?
3: There might be. Anyway, that was lovely. Yeah, it's cheered me up a bit. Darling, can we just say a shout out to Abby? A friend of ours, she's a big fan of the podcast and she's having going through treatment at the moment. She says that our podcast, she listened to our podcast when she's having treatment. Aw, oh, sending loads so of love, So lots Abby. of love
2: to Abby. Um, thanks for listening. Thank you to Jenna Coleman. We hope you're all all right and we hope you're just surviving in there. It will be over soon. This too shall pass.
3: Thanks for listening to Table Manners. We're back next week.
2: And I think we just need to say that we really do appreciate you all listening because actually this is really kind it's of... It's getting me through. It's getting me through too. So I really, we really, from the bottom of our hearts, thank you for listening and yeah. carrying on listening and emailing us funny things and just making us laugh. You're brilliant and we really appreciate it.